Hello everyone, this is Kautik. I will be reading a book called Flat Stanley, Stanley's Christmas Adventure by Jeff Brown. Illustrated by Mackie Pantoran. Chapter 1, Sarah. It was two nights before Christmas and all through the house not a land shop was stirring, but something was. Stanley Land Shop sat on his bed. Listen! Someone said, rat. It was more like a rat, said his younger brother Arthur from his bed. In the living room, I think. The brothers tiptoed downstairs. For a moment, all was silence in the darkened living room. Then came a thump. Ouch, said a small voice. Drat again? Are you a burglar? Arthur called. Did you hurt yourself? I'm not a burglar, said the voice. Where's the... Ah, the lights came on. The brothers stared before the fireplace by the Christmas tree stood a slender, dark-haired little girl wearing a red jacket and a skirt, both trimmed with white fur. I banged it twice, she said, rubbing her knee, coming down the chimney and just now. We do have a front door, you know, said Stanley. Well, so does my house, but you know the time of year. The girl sounded a bit nervous. Actually, I've never done this before. Let's see. Ha ha ha. Season's greetings. Ha ha ha. Ha ha to you, said Arthur. What's so funny? Funny, said the girl. Oh, ho ho ho. I meant I'm Sarah Christmas. Who are you? Arthur Landshop, said Arthur. That's... This is my brother Stanley. It is, but it's not flat. I, he was, but I just blew him up. Arthur explained with a bicycle pump. Oh no! I wish you hadn't. Sarah, Christmas sank into a chair. Drat! It's all going wrong. Perhaps I shouldn't have come, but that's how I am. Headstrong. My mother says she's... Excuse me, Stanley said, but where are you from? And where did you come? Said Arthur. Sarah told them. Mr. and Mrs. Landshop were reading in their bed. A, a tap came at the door. And then Stanley's voice. Hey, can I come in? Mr. and Mrs. Landshop cared greetedly for proper shirts. Here's for horses, Stanley said. She said, and not can deal, you may come in. Stanley came in. What's the explanation, my boy? Of the slate calls in Mrs. Lanchub, knowing the past surprises you have not. I see, become flat again. Has a genie come to visit or perhaps the President of the United States? Has called? Mrs. Lanchop smiled. You are very amusing, George. Arthur and I were in bed, said Stanley, but we heard a noise and we went down to see. It was a girl called Sarah of Christmas from Snow City. She talks a lot. She says her father won't come. This year, but Sarah thinks he might change his mind.
if I asked him to. If, because they wrote a letter once that he liked. She wants me to go with her to Snow City in her father's sleigh. It's at the North Pole, I think. Stanley caught his breath. I said I have to ask you first. Quite right, Mrs. Lanchamp. Mrs. Lanchamp went to the bathroom and drank a glass of water to calm himself. Now then, Stanley, he said, Attorney, you have greatly startled us. Surely put on your robe, George, said Mrs. Lanchamp. Let's hear for ourselves. What? But what visitor has to say? This is delicious. Say what Christmas sipped hot chocolate. Mrs. Lanchamp had served them all. My mother makes it too, with cinnamon in it and a little cookies with it. Her glance had fallen on that mantel, please. What is that, peanut cure? Christmas stockings, Stanley said. The blue one's mine. What's the other great square thing? It's a pillow case. Out of lost. My stocking wouldn't do. I have very small feet. Silver laughed. You want an extra gift, so Silver dear, Mrs. Lunchup said. Your father, he had truly made up his mind. You think? Oh yes, Silver sighed. But I thought Sandy being fat, that really interested him. I mean, I couldn't be sure. But if nobody ever did without you seem a very nice girl, Silver. Mrs. Lanchop gave a little laugh, but you have been joking with us, surely. I, the phone rang and answered it. Hello, George, said the caller. This is your neighbor, Frank Smith. I know it's late, but I must congratulate you on your Christmas lawn display. Best lawn? said Mr. Lanchop. Display? The sleigh and those lifelike reindeer. What makes them move about like that? Batteries, I suppose? Just a moment. Frank, Mr. Lanchop went to the window and looked out. Mrs. Lanchop beside him. My goodness, she said. One, two, three, four, eight. Such a pretty sleigh. Mrs. Lanchop turned to the phone. Aren't they lifelike, aren't they? Goodbye. Thanks for calling, Frank. See, I'm not a joking kind of person. Actually, said Silver Christmas. Now my idea might work even without the flatness. Do let Stanley go to the North Pole, said Mrs. Lanchop at night by himself. Good gracious, Silver. It's not fair, asked Stanley, but it's not me, said Arthur. Feelings hurt. It's always like this. I never... Oh, poor said Sarah Christmas, smiled actually. You could all go. It's a very big sleigh. Mr. and Mrs. Lanchop looked at each other. Then at Stanley and Arthur. Then at each other again. Stanley, this might make a difference, George, said Mrs. Lanchop said. And if we can all go, quite right, said Mrs. Lanchop, Sarah We'll have accompanying you to Snow City. Hooray! shouted Stanley and Arthur and Sarah too. Mrs. Lanchop thought they should wait until Frank Smith had gone to bed. Imagine a gossip, she said. 
wheel he to to see the reindeer fly away mr landshop called his office to leave a message on the night time answering machine he could not be in tomorrow he said as he had been in an ex called unexpectedly out of town they go quite suddenly but the window the smith's light is out landshop's quickly changed from pajamas to warmer clothing and followed saver to sleigh that's the end of chapter 1 bye hello everyone this is kautik i'll be reading part 2 of flat stanley stanley's christmas adventure Chapter Two: The Sleigh. Welcome aboard," said Sawa from the driver's seat. The landshop, sitting on little benches that made the big sleigh resemble a roofless bus, could scarcely contain the excitement. The night sky shone bright with stars, and from the window of nearby. Houses, red and green Christmas lights twinkled over the snowy lawns and streets. Before them, the eight reindeer four shined in the moonlight, tossed their antlers ahead. Ready when you are, Sawa. Mister Landshop said. Good, Sawa. Clear the door. Fasten your seatbelts, please. We are about to depart for Snow City. My name is Sawa. I guess you know that. And I will be glad to answer any questions you may have. Please do not move without permission of the sleigh master. That's me, at least right now. And obey whatever instructions. May please set out the. Oh, all right, the land shops. Fasten your seat belts and say what took up the reins. Ready, one, two, three. Just numbers, cried Mrs. Landshop. Why? We know such lovely reindeer names: Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, Comet, Cupid, Donner, Blitzen, Shouted On. So they form a poem, you know. Those are good names, said Sawa. Ready, one, two, eight. The reindeer pawed to the ground, jingled their harness. Now. Said Sawa. The jingle stopped suddenly, and a great silence fell. Now, a silver mist rose, swirling the sleigh. The, the startled landshops could see nothing beyond the mist—not their house, nor the houses of their neighborhood, not the twinkling Christmas lights, not the bright stars above. There was only one silver mist everywhere. Cool against their cheeks. What is this, Mrs. Landshop? Called. We are not proceeded to Snow City. Sawa's voice came cheerfully through the mist. We have proceeded. We are there. That is the end of chapter two. Bye. We will read chapter three tomorrow. Hello everyone. 
then I will continue reading Flat Stanley Stanley's Christmas Adventure. Chapter 3 Snow City Beyond the mist, excited voices rose. Sarah's back with strangers, big ones. Where's she been? Papa's Alice, said Sarah's voice. As she spoke, the mist swirled, then vanished. As suddenly as it had come about them, the star shone bright again. The sleigh rested now in a snow-covered square in front of a pretty red-roofed house. All about the square were tiny cottages. Their windows were aglow with the light. Elves surrounded the sleigh. Who are these people? Is it true what we've heard? Asked Sarah. She would know. The landlord smiled and waved. The elves seemed much like ordinary men and women, except they had pointy ears, very wrinkled faces, and were only about half as tall as Arthur. All wore leather briefs or skirts with wide pockets, from which tools and needles stuck out. Miss Sarah came a voice. Is it true? You won't go this year. Sarah hesitated. Well, so rough, Papa. Perhaps the land shops here. Be patient. Go home, please. The elves dragged off their cottages, grumbling, not going. Ha! After all our work, the road shops? I'd go work somewhere else. But where? A plump lady in an apron busted out of... of the red-roofed house. Sarah, are you all right going off like that? Though we did find your note. Gracias. Are all those land shops dear? I'm fine, Mama, said Sarah. They, they wouldn't let Stanley come by himself. That's Stanley, dear. The other one is Arthur, but Stanley was flat. But he never got round again. Clever, said Miss Christmas. Well, do all come in. Are all fond of hot chocolate? An excellent plan. I do see that, but oh, he is such a state. And with Stanley no longer flat, Mrs. Christmas sighed. More chocolate land chops? I'd add a dash of cinnamon tasty, yes? Delicious, said Mrs. Lanchop. Everyone sat silent, sipping. Mr. Lanchop felt the time had come. May we see him now, Miss Christmas? We should be getting home. So much to do this time of year. You forget where you are, George, said Mr. Mrs. Lanchop. Mrs. Christmas. Surely it's a way of demands of the season. I'm sorry about not being flat, Stanley said. I did get tired of it though. No need to apologize, said Mrs. Christmas. Flat, round, whatever. People must be in shape. They wish. So true, said Mrs. Lanshaw. But will your husband agree? We shall see. Come, Mrs. Christmas rose the Lanshaw's. 
followed her down the hall. Mrs. Christmas knocked on the door. Visitors here from America. Send them back, said a deep voice. Sir, Mr. Lanchard tried to sound cheerful. A few minutes, perhaps this season to be jolly, eh? We bah, said the voice. Go home. What a terrible temper, Stanley said. He doesn't want to meet us at all. I've already have met him once, Arthur whispered, in a department store. That wasn't the real one, dear Mrs. Lanchop said. Too bad, said Arthur. He was much nicer than this one. Sarah stepped forward. Papa, can you hear me, Papa? I hear you all right, said the deep voice. Took the great sleigh without permission, didn't you, rascal? The letter on the wall, Papa, Sarah said. The Lanchop's letter. Well, they were here, the whole family. It wasn't easy, Papa. I went down the chimney and scraped my knee, and then I banged it, the same knee, when I... Sarah, the voice, Sarah rushed, and so did everyone else. Hey, flat boy, said the voice. Hmm. The Mrs. Lanshaw took a comb from her bag and tied, tied it out of hair. Mr. Lanchop straightened Stanley's call. Come on in, said the voice behind the door. That is the end of chapter 3. I will be chapter 4 tomorrow. Bye! everyone, I will continue reading Flat Stanley, Stanley's Christmas Adventure, Chapter 4, Sarah's Father. The room was very dark, but it was possible to make out a desk at the far side and someone seated behind it. The land shops held their breath. This was perhaps the most famous person in the world. Guess what, Papa, said Sarah, sounding quite nervous. The land chops. No names for our reindeer. No answer came. Names, Papa, not num just not just numbers. They are they are dashes and Frances and dashers at Stanley, then dancers. Then Frances cried Sarah, Oh is it Frances? Then waste of time this said the figure behind the desk, but then a switch clicked and the lights came on. The lanchap stared, except a large TV in one corner, a speaker box on the desk. The room was much like Mr. Lanchap's study at home. There were bookshelves and comfortable chairs, framed letters, one of them Stanley's hung behind the desk along with the photographs of Miss Christmas, Savo and the elves, and reindeer, singly and in groups. Savo's father wore large and snout, but otherwise not what they expected. He wore a blue zip jacket with an N, polo allelic club, letters across it. He sat with his feet in fuzzy brown slippers. Up on the desk, his long white hair, 
and beard were in need of trimming, but the beard had crumbs on it. On the desk, along with his feet, were a plate of cookies, a bowl of potato chips, and a bottle of strawberry soda. With a straw in it, George Lanchop, sir, said Mr. Lanchop. Good evening. May I present my wife, Harriet, and our sons, Stanley and Arthur. How do you? Sarah's father sipped his soda, whichever Stanley stepped forward, please, and turn about. Stanley stepped forward and turned about. You have one play. I blew him up, said Arthur, with a bicycle pump. Sarah's father raised his eyebrows. Very funny, very funny indeed. He ate some potato chips. Well, what brings you all here? Mr. Lanchop cleared his throat. I understand, Mr. No, that can't be right. What is the proper form of address depends where you're from. Santa is an American way, but I also know as Father Christmas. Pure Noel, Babo Natural, Loose Cheese, Little Country Way or Samuel, they call me the Great Hugo Wago. Hugo Wago? Arthur laughed loud, and Mrs. Lanshop shook her head at him. Mr. Lanshop continued, If we understand, Sir Santa, if I made that, you propose not to make your rounds this year. We are here to ask that you reconsider. Reconsider, said Sarah's father. The way things are these days, ha, see for yourselves. The big TV in the corner clicked on. And he switched the channel from channel. The first channel showed pile ships firing flaming missiles. The second one, airplanes dropping bombs. The third, cars crashing another car. Then came building burning, people begging for food, hitting each other, people firing crystals at the policemen. And last channel showed a game. So men and women were in chicken costumes, grabbing for prizes in a pool of mud. Sarah's father switched off the TV. Peace or not, goodwill toward men. Being wasting my time, it seems. You have been watching far too much television, said Mrs. Lanchup. No wonder you take a dim view of things. Facts are facts, madam. Everywhere voice and greed. Ha, right? Here in my own office, a whole family comes begging for Christmas treats. The Lanchups were deeply shocked. I'm greedy sometimes, said Stanley, but not always. I'm quite nice, actually, said Arthur, said, and Stanley's even nicer than me. I do, said Mrs. Latcham, nicer than I. Mr. Lanchop, finding it hard to believe, that was what the note told had a conversation like this, chose the words with care. You misjudge us, sir, he said. There is much, indeed, more violence in the world and selfish, but not everyone. We land shops, for example. Ha! Different are you? Sarah's father spoke into the little box on his desk. Yo, Elf Edward! Central file, said a voice from the box. Edward healed. Edward said to his father, check this year's letter under USA, bring me the land drop file.
that's the end of chapter 4 i will be chapter 5 tomorrow bye hello everyone this is kautik i will continue reading hello everyone this is kautik i will continue reading flat stanley stanley's christmas adventure chapter 5 the letters Elf Edward had come and gone, leaving behind a large brown folder. Not greedy land shops, we shall see. Sarah's father drew a letter from the folder and read it out loud. Dear Santa, my parents say I can't have a real car until I'm grown up. I want one now, a big red one. Make that two cars, both red. Ha! Hear that? Shameful. Miss Landshop shook her head. I would be interested," she said, "to learn who wrote that letter. It's signed him, hmm, Frederick, Frederick Landpop." Sandy laughed. "Our name is not Landpop, and we don't even know any Fredericks. Mistakes do happen, you know. I get millions of letters." Sarah's father drew the folder again. "Ah, this one is from you, dear Santa," he read. "I hope you are fine. I need lots of gifts this year." Shoes and socks and shirts and pants, and underwear and big tents. At least a hundred of each would be nice. A hundred. There's greediness. It does seem a bit much. Stanley said, "Mr. Landshop, and white tents, for goodness' sake." You will see," said Stanley. Sewers for the wedding of each would be nice, but not delivered to my house. It was on TV about a terrible earthquake in South Africa, where all the houses fell down and people lost all their clothes and don't have anywhere to live. Please take everything to where the earthquake was. Thank you, your friend, Stanley Landshop. P.S. I would send my old clothes, but they're mostly from when I was flat and I wouldn't fit anyone else. Good for you, Stanley," said Mrs. Landshop. "A fine idea. The tents. <laughs> One letter. That's all." Sarah's father chose another letter. This one got jam on it. Excuse me," said Arthur. "I was eating a sandwich." "Dear Santa," Sarah's father read, "I've hung up pillowcases instead of stockings." "Ha! Huh? The old pillowcases trick." "Wait!" cried Arthur. "Read the rest." Instead of a stocking, please fill up with chocolate bars, my favorite kind with nuts. My brother Stanley is writing to you about an earthquake and how people there need clothes and tents and things. Well, I think they need food too and little stoves to cook on. So please give them chocolate bars and food and stoves. The bars should be the big kind. It doesn't matter about the nuts. Sincerely, Arthur Landshop. Mrs. Landshop gave Arthur a little hug. All right, two letters to Sarah's father, but from Bother's count, has one really. He took a last one from the folder. Nice permanent, this one, Mister and Mrs. George Landshop. Now there's a surprise. Well, why not? Said Mrs. Landshop. Mister Landshop said, "No harm." And Just dropping a line. The letter was read. Dear sir, perhaps you expect letters from children only, since as people grow older, they often begin to doubt that you truly exist. But when our two sons were very small and asked if you were real, we said yes. And if they were to ask again, 
we would not say no. We would say that you are not real, of course. For those who do not believe in you, but very real indeed for those who do. Our Christmas wish is that you will never have to cause any doubt and Stanley and Arthur Landrop and their parents take later position. Sincerely, Mr. and Mrs. Landrop, USA. Sarah's father thought for a moment. Hmm, ladder portion? Position? Ah, do believe I see. See, Papa, said Sarah, no greediness. Not one Final letter, Sarah. I agree. There was sadness in a deep voice now, but all Sarah from the same family that thought to derive me with that flatness story. Flat indeed. Mrs. Lanchop gasped. Detective? Oh no. Round is round, madam. Sarah's father shook his head. The large shape speaks for itself. The hearts of Mrs. Of all the land shops sank within them. The missions had failed. They thought for millions of millions of children all over the world. A joyful holiday was thought, perhaps never to come again. Arthur felt especially bad. It was his fault. He told himself for thinking of that bicycle pump. Stanley felt the worst of all. If he hadn't grown tired of being flat, if he had that Hadn't let Arthur blow him round again if they were only proof. And there was something. Wait, he shouted and stood on their tiptoes and whispered to Mrs. Nanshop's ear. What? She said. I can't hear. The what? Oh, yes, I've forgotten. Good for you, Stanley. Rubbing her back, she found her wallet, which she drew a photograph. She gave it to Sarah's father. Do keep that, she said. We have more at home. The snaps are had been taken by Mr. Lancher. The day after the bulletin board had fell on Stanley, it showed him quite flat, sliding onto a closet door with his top half visible, smiling up at the camera. The bottom half was still behind the door. For a long moment, as Sarah's father studied the picture, no one spoke. My apologies, Lanchop, he said. At last, flat he is. Was anyhow I have a mind to do. He sighed, but those red cows asking for two, that was land pop, cried Arthur, not just teasing lad. Sarah's father jumped up, a great smile on his face. Yo elves, he shouted into a speakerphone, afraid to gloat the gifts. Look lively tomorrow is Christmas Eve, you know. The next moment were joyful indeed. Thank you, thank you. Hooray, hooray, hooray shouted Mr. and Mrs. Lanchop and Stanley and Arthur and Sarah. Sarah's mother kissed everyone. Mrs. Lanchop kissed Sarah's father and almost fainted when he realized what she had done. Then Sarah's father had asked Stanley to autograph the sliding from the under the door picture and Stanley had written all best wishes as Landrop across the picture and pinned it to the wall. Bloom round there, he said to Arthur. Like I have to see that. He turned to Sarah. Come, my dear. Or like freshen up and teach me those reindeer names. Then I will see, see our visitors safely home. That is the end of chapter 5. 
I will read chapter 6 tomorrow. Bye. Hello everyone, let's continue reading Flat Stanley Stanley's Christmas Adventure. Chapter 6, Going Home A crowd of elves had gathered with Mrs. Christmas and Sarah to say goodbye. Bless you, land chops, they called. Thank goodness you came. Think if you hadn't. Phew! Farewell, farewell. In the great sleigh, Sarah's father took up the reins. Ready, land chops? He made a fine appearance now, his hair and beard combed, and wearing a small green cloak and cap. The famous red suit, he had explained, was reserved for delivering gifts. Goodbye, everyone, called Mrs. Lanchop. We will remember you always. You bet, quite Stanley. I will never forget. But you will, dear, said Mrs. Christmas. You will all forget. Hardly, Mr. Lanchop smiled. An evening like this does slip one's mind. Papa will see to it. Actually, said Sarah, Snow City, all of us here. We supposed we are supposed to be, you know, sort of a mystery. Isn't that silly? I mean if Sarah, her father said, we must grow. The land shops looked up at the night sky, still bright with stars, then turned for the last sight of the little red roofed house behind them and of the elves' cottages about the snowy square. We are all ready, said Mr. Lanchop. Goodbye, goodbye, called Mrs. Lanchop and Stanley and Arthur. Goodbye, goodbye, called the elves waving. The eight reindeer tossed their heads, jingling their harnessed bells. One bell flew off, and Stanley caught the little silver cup in his hand. As before the jingling stopped, all was silence. The pale mist rose again about the sleigh. Sarah's father's voice rang clear. Come, Dasher, Dancer, Prancer, Vixen, come, Cupid, Comet, Donner, or what's name? Blitzen, Stanley called. Thank you. Come, Blitzen, the mist sword closing upon the sleigh. That is the end of chapter 6. I will read chapter 7 tomorrow. Hello everyone, let's continue reading Flat Stanley Stanley's Christmas Adventure. Chapter 7 Christmas The Landshops all remarked the next morning on how soundly they had slept and how late. Mr. Landshop ate breakfast in a rush. You will be all day at the office, George, Mrs. Landshop asked. It is Christmas Eve, you know. Is is too much to do, said Mr. Landshop. I'll be clapped late, I'm afraid, but there was little to occupy him at his office since a practical joker had left word. He would not be in. He was home by noon to join friends and family for cable singing about the neighborhood. Miss Landshop had the carolers in for hot chocolate which was greatly admired. She had added cinnamon 
she explained. The idea had just popped into her head. The Kalos were all very jolly, and Fink Smith, who lived next door, made everyone laugh. The land shops, hardest of all, by claiming he had seen the reindeer on their lawn. The night before, on Christmas morning, they opened the gifts to each other. The gifts from the relatives and friends. Then came a surprise for Stanley and Arthur. Mr. Lanchup had just turned on the TV news, and now in a flash from South America, from where the earthquake was, the announcer was saying homeless villagers are giving things this morning for tremendous supplies of socks, shirts, underwear, and food. They have also left feed a thousand tents and thousand little stoves to cook on. The screen showed a homeless villager looking grateful. The tent and the little stoves, the villager said, just what we need. Bless whoever sends these tents and stoves. Also the many tasty chocolate bars with nuts. He's blessing me, cried Stanley. I asked for tents in my letter, but I wasn't sure it would work. Well, I wrote about the stoves, Arthur said, and the chocolate bars, but they didn't have to have nuts. Happy considers, thought Mr. and Mrs. Lanchop, smiling at each other. Christmas dinner shared with various aunts, uncles, and cousins was an enormous meal of turkey, yams, and three kinds of pie. Then everyone went ice skating in the park. By bedtime, Stanley and Arthur were more than ready for sleep. A fine holiday, said Mr. Lanchop, tucking Arthur in. Yes, indeed, Mrs. Lanchop tucked in Stanley. Pleasant dreams, boys, and what is this? She found something on the table by his bed. Why, it's this little bell, a silver bell. It was in my pocket, Stanley said. I don't know what's it from. Pretty good night, you two, said Mrs. Lanchop, and switched off the light. The brothers lay silent for a moment in the dark. Stanley also said, It was a nice holiday, don't you think? Extra nice, said Stanley. But why? As if I have something wonderful to remember, but can't think what. Me too. Merry Christmas, Stanley. Merry Christmas, Arthur, said Stanley. And they soon were both asleep. That is the end of Flat Stanley, Stanley's Christmas Adventure. Hope you like this book. See you later. Bye.